Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. I was just thinking, I wonder what would I wonder what you'd all think if I just if we just didn't start the second half and you just chatted and chatted and chatted and chatted and chatted and then I said like, All right, church is finished. Well that's kind of church, isn't it? And uh, you're probably talking to someone and thinking like, Man, that conversation I was having, that's that's way better than anything that Matt's gonna share this morning from up the front. <laughs> so we've some smart people here learning. You don't, you know, you're far too nice. You wouldn't say it out loud anyway. Hey, um, big news this morning. We've got two of our men in prison this morning. Uh, first, um, f- first, uh, first time we've got um, uh, men from our church going into premium prison to, uh, at their chapel service and, uh, and ministering there. Um, we hope that they'll let them back out again. But uh, we're, um, like it's, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, um, Shirley's, um, um, which is Mitch's wife, Mitch Wyman's there, and, uh, and Peter Goldsworth there. And, uh, um, you know, when people get into a place where they make some mistakes and, you know, they end up in, uh, in, in places like that, and uh, I'll tell you, like, it's a place of not a lot of hope, eh? And, um, and yet we carry the gospel of hope. And um, so we're pretty excited to see where that goes. And if any one else here, men or women, would like to be part of, of uh, exploring being a part of that, um, then let's, let's talk, because uh, Perimurim is sort of right on our back doorstep, so it's great to be able to have an opportunity to, um, to minister there. All right, so that's happening. Uh, and welcome, welcome. Uh, my name's uh, Matt, and uh, the lead pastor here at Coast Vineyard Church, if I haven't met you, uh, hello, welcome, welcome if you're watching online. And uh, right camera, it's either that one or that one, so hello. Um, great having everyone uh, with us this morning. But today we're into the second part of a one-part message. <laughs> so, so last week we really just sharing about like, what's ahead for us as a church, what we feel like God is inviting us into. And um, I got so carried away with the first part that uh, we thought we'd just um, do the second part uh, this week. Does that sound Okay. All right, so let's just pray, and I know we've been praying already, and I'm grateful that we have a church of people who pray, and, uh, but let's just pray together again. God, I pray for each, each of us, God, as we, as we hear this, that it wouldn't just be someone you know, talking up the front, God, it would be, but we would be opening our hearts to God, what would you want to say to me? Uh, today what what are you speaking to me and we're grateful god that you do speak and we're on a journey of learning how to how to hear your voice how to hear the 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 leadings of the lord you know the the leadings of the holy spirit but god as best we're able god we pray that uh our our ears our eyes of our hearts and our minds will be open to to you speaking to us this morning in jesus name amen okay so um we started last week, and really, we just really felt as we've talked with many of you of you know two things that we feel like God is really saying. This is 
this is where uh, the invitation is for us as Coast Vineyard. Not that everything else we've been doing gets parked. It's just that this is, brings a bit, bit sort of special focus uh, this year. And, um, and the first thing we talked about last week was community, which you know, um, Stanley and Rachel have already talked about. You know, just that, uh, just the richness of community together. And the second thing which we'll look at a little today is around growing up. And uh, I know some of you might be feeling like, oh, what's he going to say? Like, is he going to tell me that I need to grow up? And uh, yes, <laughs> I, I am. I'll tell myself that. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'd have, encourage you to have a listen last week. If you, uh, if you weren't here, you can find it on YouTube, on podcasts, uh, different places. And, um, but really, just in, in summarizing last week, in case you weren't here, and good to be reminded again, it's just... You know, our culture that we are all in has really shifted. Not church culture, just general culture. Um, and people are just becoming less social. Um, and yet, we're made to be in relationship. It's like if we're not in relationship, it's like we're kind of deficient. It's like, it's like, a, like, a, like a, we're not getting a certain vitamin. You know, they're always telling you, like, yeah, you, you need more of this vitamin. And... Um, it's like we're missing a key thing that we needed. And we, we can't, as a church, let the flow of culture take us away from the, the beauty and the life that is in, in church community together that's found there. Um, and we looked at how the early church that we read about in, the, in Acts chapter 2 in the Bible, they, um, they were leaning into things. They talked about being devoted to these things, and there were there were really four things, and two of them were were community things, and two of them were growing up things. And let's just read it again. Just um, great uh, to be reminded of these things. Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And again, just a reminder, the key word there was, you know, was devoted. They were just devoted to each other and devoted to God. You know, very very different to uh, the individualistic thinking of today's culture uh, that can uh, potentially flow into the church. We read out in the scriptures talked about we're a family of believers and as a, as a family, you know, we talked like, yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good uh, at being a family, but we also know that we need to do better. You know, some people have left Coast Vineyard because they didn't make friends. Some people um, are a little overwhelmed because so many, um, there's so many people here. And even though we're not really, we're not a big, big church, but people are getting overwhelmed because you know, there's more people here than when they first started. But there's four things that we called you to around community. One is be a community builder, you know, like make friends and help others to make friends. Uh, resolve to attend, you know, come on Sundays, come, and, come along to events that we do outside of Sundays. You know, st- when you come along, hang out a little bit longer, you know, and, and connect with people. Um, try out a group. Yes, 
groups. So, uh, like, please um, think about that. Um, I was thinking that, like, trying out a group is kind of a little bit like going on a blind date. Like, a little bit scary, but it could be just awesome. You know, it just could. Um, so, try a group. Third thing, while we talked about was um, <laughs> be a community builder, resolve to attend, eat more food. We talked about that. And uh, we had a, a management team meeting this week, and, um, and some of you will know Rachel Humphreys on our, our management team. Um, she says, why don't we have the meeting at, at, uh, at their place? And she cooked us dinner. And I was like, that's like, and I'll tell you, man, just eating together is just so good. And then like a number of Shirley and a number of others bought some awesome desserts. So I just ate lots of desserts. I'm like, you've got to practice what you preach. So like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So, so good things happen over food and open our homes. And, uh, you know, like you might be, you know, more, when Rachel was up here sharing, she was, you might have heard more around like, I have to tidy the house then. Uh, it was amazing and awesome, you know. And um, yeah, sure. Um, but, and, and some people think like, oh, but like if I do a group, like what if we have people come and they don't want to leave, you know? They're enjoying it so, it's so much. And um, just and I, we've done lead groups our whole lives and, and we, we just learned the art of kicking people out. <laughs> And uh, we got so good at it that they would thank us for it. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so it's some, you know, some skills, maybe some skills to learn there. Um, but like, like doing a group, like opening your doors. And, and I know there's the potential of everyone thinking like, I'm so hoping that lots of people do that. Um, and it might be the, the wrong thing. We might need to be thinking like, why not me? Like, why not me? Doing a group, you know that um, we've got this embark thing, which is just about—it's it's almost like just open the door, put the jug on, and and you're and away you go. So good. So I'd love you, um, I'd love you to consider that. Like, ask that question: Why not me for a group in my house? So rebuilding community, big thing for this year. Groups is just like a huge part of that. And the second thing is around growing up and uh, it's a funny thing eh? like I've probably chosen to talk about that uh, those words on purpose just to kind of prod us a little bit Um, uh, you know when you hear someone say to you why don't you grow up (laughs) it's hard like it's they could be saying that is a very positive thing you know like you know it's the same sentence as if you said why don't you commit in your lifetime to maturity you go like yes but when they say why don't you grow up it doesn't sound quite as warm Um, because we go back to this early church there were two things that they would you know sorry two of the things that they were devoted to in the thing were community things it was the meeting together eating together and the other two things were devoted to knowing Jesus you know it was it was Knowing Jesus, learning about Jesus, what it meant to live as a disciple of Jesus, and, and prayer. Like growing up things. 
So we've got sort of fellowship community things and we've got growing up things. John Wimber, who was the founder of the, the Vineyard Movement and uh, just an extraordinary um, uh, man, apostle, leader, and, uh, but he, he said this. He says, I want to grow up before I grow old. And um, like, it's quite a simple thing, but it's quite profound. Like, I want to grow up before I grow old, because you do grow old automatically. Um, but it's not a guarantee that you grow up. Uh, that takes a little bit of intentionality. And um, I was thinking, and I know I talk about this every week, I'm probably feeling very uh, self-conscious about it, but, but my hair's gone white over the last sort of six weeks. You know, six weeks ago it wasn't white, now it's white. And I was thinking this week, it's just like, I think I'm growing old before I grow up, you know? <laughs> Like, anyway, we'll get around. But Dallas Willard, again, one of my favorite um, authors, he's written some just remarkable books about, uh, about growing up in the faith. Um, he said this, you know, the most important thing about someone is not what they do, but what they become. This whole thing of growing up, it, it's not, not automatic. Um, you can go into um, retirement villages and rest homes and see people at the, you know, more at the sort of the twilight end of, uh, of life, and uh, and you recognise that like some people have done a bit more work on growing up than others. You know, has anyone got that that grumpy uncle? Like the grumpy uncle? Like, yeah, he's like Paul the apostle in the Bible. He had an expectation that the people of Jesus would want to and choose to grow. Hebrews 6, the start of Hebrews chapter 6, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Ephesians 4, again, Paul the Apostle, he says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Doesn't that sound good? Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning, the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Maturity, growing up. You know, a familiar word to, to Christians is discipleship. It's, it's a word that, it's a similar word as apprenticeship, you know, being an apprentice to Jesus, you know, learning and growing and becoming more like the master. Maturity in our faith. Or we, you may have heard language like spiritual formation, being formed, you know, spiritually, being formed into the image of Christ. Again, maturing in our faith, you know, becoming more patient, more kind, more, less angry, less reactive, less foolish, more wise, coming closer to God. I was watching a, um, a TV show just a couple of weeks ago, and this, 
Um, anyone have like God speak to people through TV shows? Yeah. Um, and there was this uh, older man that was described in the show as a soft armrest for weary souls to lean on. I was just thinking, that's maturity. You know, if someone would look at someone and go, like, you're like a soft armrest for weary souls to lean on. And, like, as your pastor, like, I'm cheering you on. Like, I'm cheering you on. You know, let's grow together. Let's grow together. And for some of you, you may have been a Christian a long time, a follower of Jesus a long time. And just a word of um, uh, caution or uh, a stirring of your awareness, like has, has something crept in where you kind of have now in this posture of like, I've, I'm, done, I'm done growing. I'm pretty grown up now. I'm done. And I'm sure that you could look back over your journey and you can see the growth that has happened. But there is just always more that the invitation of God to step into that is good and rich and life-changing. So my encouragement for us, church, is let's take seriously this invitation to become more like Christ. And there's some things that we can do together that will help that. Some things that we can foster as a church together. I mean, there's, I'm hoping that you'll take that encouragement you know, back home for you personally, but also together we can do some things that will be just so helpful for us. And, uh, and one of the things about stepping into maturity is that whole thing of, of learning, of learning. And we can learn together, and, uh, which is what we do on, on Sundays. We learn together. Like Sundays, it's like the double hit. It's like it's community and it's growing up. It's community and learning together. It's like this is the place that you want to like be making as a priority for your week. This is the place where, where you know, life happens, where, where the opportunity for God to, um, to bring his life into your life uh, as we're as together as a church. It's the double win Sunday mornings. And, and on Sundays, just so you know, we're going to be teaching and we're going to be, you know, wanting to really bring, uh, to continue to bring some, some robust, robust orthodox theology sowing into, into us as a church. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Apostle Paul, he said to his young protege, Timothy, you know, this young pastor, he said, watch your life and your doctrine carefully. You know, this is important. So we're going to do some things on Sundays, uh, some series that are coming up over this year. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to be kicking off a series around uh, us learning again and being open to uh, the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. So um, that's going to be a, a goodie to the Holy Spirit you know, in you and through you. So uh, we're going to be, uh, be looking at you know, this whole thing of just of practicing the way of Jesus, you know, of... Um, of, of you know this life of prayer, a life of um, being someone who understands and knows the scriptures, you know, uh, about rest, about fasting, you know, about serving, 
um, the way of Jesus. We're going to be bringing some understanding around some of uh, some of the the interesting things that came out um, around the whole sort of COVID thing. There was a lot of interesting theological things that came out here, and uh, and we're going to be talking about some of those things. And if there's some things that you like came up out of that season for you that you're you know seeing online or friends were talking about, and you're going like, whoa, what, what's this all about? And you'd like us to unpack some of those things and and bring some solid theological input into those things, then talk to us about it. Say, well, hey, I would really love like this. I heard this, and I was like, man. Like, I get all confused, but, uh, but let's talk. And let's, um, so we're going to dig into some of that stuff there. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, bringing some godly wisdom for your relationships. All right. Some of you are going like, uh, yes, please. So, um, so we figured that um, if we did some work on that, it would help us to get ready for the next pandemic. nothing like pressure you know in in our lives to to put pressure on relationships and sort of find out where the cracks are we're going to be digging into the book of nehemiah how many people here know that there's an old testament in the bible Nehemiah is this remarkable story. Nehemiah is the name of, uh, of a guy who really led the charge for um, rebuilding uh, Israel um, after there had been, um, you know, invading uh, foreign forces come through and take everyone, you know, just, just take everything and just knocked everything down, took all the people away. And he was, um, you know, a, the, the key leader in going, like, we can be... You know the people again back in our in our home, um, and uh, so much to learn around um, you know, rebuilding and community and God, be God's people together. So, so in everything that we do, we will we we just we'll, we'll be teaching about Jesus, you know, the author and perfecter of our faith. So, so, um, but to grow, we need more than just learning. We wanted to continue to encourage you and also make space as best we can so that we can, each of us can just encounter God, can actually meet with God, not just know about God, but to know God. And um, you know, one of the things that accelerates us growing up is just being and knowing that God is with us you know, and, when, and that we've met with God. We, we just never want to like um, not make space and not give that importance, you know, that value of encountering God. So we're going to continue to invite you and encourage you into that. You know, make room for you, you know, for that on Sundays, you know, Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, prayer spaces. Um, and I love what Rachel said. Um, no, no, it was it was Francis said. You know, she said like, make the most of the opportunity when when uh, there are people that are willing to pray for you. And you know, if someone gets a word and you go like, oh, I think, you know, like you might have hurt your knee in a bike accident and someone says like I've got a word that someone hurt their knee in the bike accident and you're thinking like I wonder if that's me you know <laughs> just respect, you know such an opportunity and you know sometimes even just like even if if you come up 
there's something about that stepping forward where it opens your heart. You're, you're, you're stepping, choosing to be open to like, God, you've got something for me this morning, this afternoon, this evening. And it may be something different than the, than the healing, but it's always going to be good. Um, I was uh, listening to a, a guy who, a vineyard pastor, who is based in Wilmore, in Kentucky, which is where the Asbury Theological Seminary is. And some of you may have been aware that there is, like, the, in the last couple of months, just quite a remarkable, um, like, spiritual awakening there, or some people are calling it an awakening, a revival amongst the students. And, and then, but people from all over the world heard about it. And, like, like tens of thousands of people pouring into this town of 5,000 people. Um, and um, he was, you know, talking about how they were in a staff meeting and um, someone called up and, and said, like, hey, like, something really, like, amazing is like, happening at the university. Um, like, God's here. Like, it's like, it feels like revival's breaking out. And so they just, like, staff meeting over and they're all in their cars and heading down, like, what's going on? And... Um, and over that, that next sort of few weeks, so many of their church just um, be, chose to, to want to go where, where God was active and working and, and, uh, in, in that place in a, in a special way. And many of them had just uh, incredibly and extraordinary encounters with God over that time. And, and, and that, but he was, this pastor was just talking, you know, like what was happening out of that was it wasn't just that they were it's just having a warm fuzzy, but there was, there was a sense where they were compelled um, to restore relationships. You know, they were they were felt compelled to bring like a confession of their sins and repentance and, and there was just this fresh humility about people, you know, it's sort of growing up stuff. So encountering God. Um, the third thing I really want to invite us invite you into, invite us into, invite me into is that is that whole thing. We have to choose to grow. We have to choose. Um you know, we can teach about these things, but we we have to choose to grow. It's interesting that the um this this vineyard pastor at um, at Wilmore was talking about how, with all the people that went and you know to these meetings at the at, uh, at the Asbury University there, probably about three out of four had some remarkable encounters with God. And you've been there, eh? Where you've done, you've been to those things, and you've always felt like I'm the one, you know. And it's like, so like you know, I was thinking, what are we? What do we do with that? And again, it's, it's, um, if, it's, if our thinking around this whole thing of encountering God is all like that's the, that's the magic bullet, it's definitely a part of our journey. But there is, there's also other ways where we can step into maturity because like, we'd want those people that like the one out of the four to still know that they're loved by God, that there's an invitation into the goodness and the fullness of God for them. And um, so and it's always the invitation for us is to choose, choose to grow. Like I've, I've got a great book on my shelf um, uh, by Robert Mulholland uh, called uh, an, invitation, an Invitation to a Journey. I mean, it's a spiritual classic. Like seriously, if you want to be stirred in your journey of faith in God, this will be, would be so helpful. Um, it, you know, just so many people have, uh, have found this just an incredible resource. Um, and this is what he says, is one of the things that he says. Uh, when spirituality is viewed as a journey, the way to spiritual wholeness is seen to lie in an increasingly faithful response to the one whose purposes shapes our past, whose grace redeems our detours. Isn't that good? His grace redeems our detours. 
whose power liberates us from crippling bondages of the prior journey. Isn't that good? And whose transforming presence meets us at each turn in the road. In other words, holistic spirituality is a pilgrimage of deepening responsiveness to God's control of our life and being. I want to step. I, 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 want, I want that. You know, I, I want to be that guy. Interesting fact, this guy, um, the book, Robert Mulholland, who's got half of his name up there, so, um, he was the professor of New Testament at Asbury Theological Seminary. So, interesting. Another guy, um, a book that, um, wonderful book about spiritual formation called Conform to His Image by a guy called Ken Boa. He says this, Biblical spirituality is a Christ-centered orientation to every component of life through the mediating power of the indwelling spirit. It is a journey of the spirit that begins with the gift of forgiveness and life in Christ and progresses through faith and obedience. Since it is based on a present relationship, it is a journey with Christ rather than a journey to Christ. Such good encouragement to us. So choose to grow, choose to grow. And the, the, the fourth thing um, that we can do if we're wanting to grow is we have to give ourselves away. Somehow we have to give ourselves away. There is limitations to our maturing if it's all, always all inward, always all about us. We have to give ourselves away. You don't have to, but you miss out if, if you don't. Listen to this. It says in Galatians 5, again, Paul the Apostle says, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Yep, amen, yep. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. So step into what, um, you know, do something. Step into what God has made you for. Like, again, Shirley's been doing this fantastic course. She you know, runs them sort of semi-regularly through the year. It's called a shape course. And it's just so helpful because it's just, it just encourages you into serving God through your passions and your gifts and your experiences. Wonderful. And, you know, if there is something that you think to yourself, like, I wish they were doing this at Coast. Maybe it's God nudging you and giving you an invitation to be a part of maybe getting that going. And, um, if, and we'd love to help you make that happen. We should talk. So just again, just loved hearing about these. Um, there are you know, a number of men that are exploring this whole thing of prison ministry. And you know, two of them there, are there uh, this morning um, you know, doing something that's making a difference out of their experience, their gifts, and their passions. So. So community and growing up. Jacinda, did you want to come on up? And uh, just thought that it um, be good to hear from Jacinda. She's looking very vibrant this morning, isn't she? I couldn't wear green. <laughs> Can I just say, whenever I wear this shirt, someone always says to me, I really like your shirt. So, <laughs> so it's like, you don't have to say it. Because I, I know I look good in this shirt. <laughs> he does. Um, just a couple of thoughts. I actually haven't prepared anything, but Matt was just like, oh, it would just be good to, to speak into some of this as well. Because we've, had, we've been having these conversations for some time as we've been you know, praying, trying to seek God on like, what's ahead for us as a church, what do we think is happening, what are we see, what are we hearing. 
Um, but, but really, we're, we really feel like God's calling us to these things. And so please don't hear these just as really good ideas. They are really good ideas. Hear this as an invitation from God for each one of us. So each one of us is going to have to work this through. Um, just the other week, I was talking to somebody uh, about um, church and the fact that we are pastors and, you know, this is kind of how we do life. Um, they had zero experience of church. Um, they'd never been to one. They have no grid at all for what happens here on a Sunday or through the week or what we do or anything. We're a bit of a mystery um, to them. But he um, just made this observation, which I thought was so interesting in the light of this conversation that we're having. He was just like, well, I guess church is really helpful because it'll help you to live a moral life. And I guess the other real, really big thing going for church is um, community. It's a place, I guess, where people could have like really rich, strong community, couldn't they? I'm like, yes, at its best, yes. That's what it could be. This is someone who has no idea, but this is what they look for among us. And, and scripture tells us, doesn't it? Doesn't it? God says, you know, Jesus says, people are going to know you're my disciples by how you love one another. Love happens in relationship with each other. Community. It's as we build friendship. As Matt said last week, we can't know everybody. That's just not possible. And actually, most of us, we wouldn't want to unless you're an extreme extrovert. Um, but, but we can know some people. So for each one of us, let's find our people. Let's open our home and invite some people over. Or like we actually just say, hey, we're going to run that course for six weeks. I'm going to ring a few free people I met or someone I met at the welcome lunch or, you know, something like that and invite them over and let's see what happens for six weeks. We might end up finding some friends along the way. And just, you know, like we're having conversations. Our staff is having conversations. The meetings that we're doing with all different levels of, you know, the things that are happening within the life of the church is how do we build more community into what we're doing? And so over the year, we'll be, you know, doing some different things that invite you into that. But don't think that this is a small thing. This is a really big, important thing for us to experience for ourselves and to be able to give away to others. The other thing in terms of growing up, when I was growing up in church, I heard a lot about discipleship, and it was, it was more about ideas. It's kind of knowing Jesus' teaching and kind of getting my head around that, understanding that, and, and taking that on board and letting those beliefs become my own. Um, and that's a really important thing, um, but we're wanting to enlarge that a little bit. It's because good ideas is not enough. That's not going to change us. That's why we can meet people who have been in church, know a whole heap of the stuff, but their lives are not changed at all. And um, so that's why there's like four things. When we're thinking about what does it mean to be a disciple, think about these things for yourself and as you're training your kids, as you're encouraging people, as you're inviting people into this. First of all, there is that thing around teaching, orthodox belief, orthodox theology that has been thought about and debated and wrestled with in robust ways so that it actually holds water up against the realities of life. If our theology doesn't actually work in real life, we need to rethink our theology, and we, and we can do that. So we want to look at orthodox theology. The other thing is we actually have to practice the way of Jesus. And so creating rhythms and practices within our daily, weekly, monthly, yearly rhythms that help us to be able to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did, that is formation. That is spiritual formation and action. And that is something that we want to practice together. You know, I think within Western culture, we often think our, our spiritual journey with God is individual, that it's, it's just about me and God. 
But that is a very Western perspective. It is not a Jewish Eastern perspective. And that is where our faith comes from. They would always think about us, us and God. And then we work that out. You know, each person has a responsibility to work that out, but we do that in the context of us. So there's that empowering and transforming activity of the Holy Spirit because he is the one that is the author and perfecter of our faith. So we are not in this thing alone. And we live it out, we work it out, we practice it together within the context of community. So we're back around to community again. So please, 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 whatever it is that you, as you listen this week, as you go back and listen last week, be attentive to what God might be inviting you into. What is just, I mean, you can look at it all and go, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Just start with one thing. It's like, Lord, what is my next step? As I, as I lean towards community and as I lean towards wanting to grow in you and growing up, show me that next step. It's enough for me. All right. Hey, church, why don't we all stand together? Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.